0: hey guys welcome back to the and mom and dad podcast this is episode number 33 with becky my wife and me i'm fuzz and this podcast is all about infertility trying to conceive and you know family starting well trying to start a family but um in different ways for those people that are not lucky enough to be able to start a family just you know naturally uh there are different ways to go about starting a family so in our circumstance um and we're up to episode 33 so you can go back in this into the previous episodes but um in our particular circumstance um i have a low count and after trying for a year or two and nothing happening we got investigations and got the ball rolling with ivf treatment and we are currently um a little bit along, a little bit long in the journey with the IVF. And, you know, that is what we are doing. But we also speak to other people, um, you know, medical people, science people, other couples uh, going through um, infertility, you know, going through treatment. Um, and other couples, hopefully, I don't think we've got had anyone on yet, but hopefully we're going to get some couples on that are looking at starting a family in other ways like uh adoption and mm-hmm. surrogacy, you know. There's is a lot of information to cover for people that um <clears throat> you know, are not lucky enough to be able to conceive naturally and start, you know, a family the normal way. So uh yes episode number thirty three, like I said, you can go through all the previous episodes, uh but don't go now. Like stick around for a little bit. But in the previous episodes we talk about our journey, um but if you want to do a super duper quick little recap back yeah we've for just listeners hi uh, of like, we you know our journey yeah, or, yeah.
1: so uh start trying uh 2017 at the end of the year and then had test with a dupe the following year cuz nothing happened that's 2018 uh finally had referral to the hospital in 2019 um we're due to start our IVF kind of round between just before the pandemic hit in around march april 2020 and unfortunately covid halted all that because the clinics had to close um and now we in january started our like face-to-face and video appointments with our ivf clinic we're actually on their books and yeah we're just kind of going with the flow it's taken a bit longer than we would have liked we hoped we might have been started by now but um yeah, this yeah. been
0: like one of the biggest holdup. Like after COVID, one of the biggest holdups we've had was um, a really specific DNA test that not even everyone uh, applies for or has, right? Yeah. Um, and apparently the test, you know, the test was done. I phoned it, I chased it up after months of not like hearing back, and they said, "Oh, we've got it, but we can't tell you anything about it." Mm. And then
1: there was I, lots of chasing around. And, and then I phoned the other stuff. department,
0: and they said, "Oh, they won't." They they won't release the information to us, mm. and then I spoke to the other department. I was like, "Well, it's my body and my test. If you can't tell me, who can you tell?" Yeah, and it just went on and basically, so that test was sitting around for months, so,
1: and we're waiting on another DNA test, which is at the moment
0: really annoying because the last one was like took forever. Well, maybe it didn't take forever because it was done. It was it had been completed and done, but no one. Got back the, to you. No one would bother. I, I did, they shouldn't even have to get back to me because they were meant to pass on the information to the other clinic. But yeah,
1: they didn't. yeah. And um, we were told this one might take a couple of weeks, but I think I think it's, it's been, eight been a, years. a couple. I think it's been at least a month, mm. maybe five weeks. So yeah. we're waiting on that. Apparently, it gets sent off to Bristol, and don't
0: I have to have a follow up with a guy? Is that this week or next week? Did you put it in the calendar? Yeah. Okay in the yeah. calendar definitely yeah okay
1: um so that's where we are so this this week we had an appointment with um a consultant urologist yeah. to talk about um versus bits <laughs> mm-hmm. um they
0: I, I think the idea was like our consultant dr D'Angelo sent us they're trying to find out why i've got a low count but sometimes they can't find out why people have yeah. low counts and, you know, I'm like, I don't care. Let's just go. Yeah. Like it it because, doesn't make a difference to our treatment plan anyway. Yeah. Which uh, is ICSI.
1: We've been told that there's enough there, so it doesn't matter why. Hmm. But still, they're being very thorough and they're finding out why, which is good. I think this DNA test is just to... We might have talked about it y, last time.
0: Y chromosome damage. The latest one, this one yeah. now, is for Y chromosome damage. And if it's, pos- if it's bad, then it means... Nothing changes with me and how treatment goes ahead anyway. But if we have a boy,
1: I think it's likely they, that he will mm, have the same issue. They offer counselling if there's anything like that, I think, because they need to prepare you for the fact that theoretically your child, if, it's a, if it becomes a boy, if it's born a boy, mm. then it's um, going to likely have the same chromosome issue and therefore maybe the same fertility problem. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy to go ahead either way. I don't know about you.
0: Well, if 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 I had a prob if I had an issue with having a child that couldn't conceive as easily, naturally, then I shouldn't be having treatment. Exactly. It's contradictory.
1: And also by the time they get round to having their own children, then surely theoretically the treatment will have advanced and maybe improved because of research and everything else and clinical trials and what have you. So maybe they won't have an issue. But also we've read lately that it's an issue nation nationwide, if not globally, mm. that um, sperm counts are declining. Yeah, like fifty
0: percent of what they were in the seventies. Yeah, the which is a huge but amount. Penises are shrinking, and testicles what? are shrinking too. I didn't know penis size was a huge factor in uh, fertility and conceiving.
1: I thought testicle size might be, but I don't. Didn't, never it was heard just on the blurb,
0: I saw it, it was an article on the Guardian, and it was like you know, by 2050, sperm rates will drop to zero.
1: Anyone who's not um, watching this on YouTube and you're listening on a podcast platform, mm. you wouldn't have been able to see my raised eyebrows just then.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Kind
0: of, I mean, if there was a film on it with Clive Owen, the Children yeah. of Men. We talk about it a lot. Film.
1: We don't. <laughs> we do. But that's because it's relevant and it's good.
0: No, but it's a good film anyway, Like, let alone the subject matter being relevant to us. But it's it kind of...
1: It's actually so, happening. Maybe
0: someone... Well, obviously, you know, the scientists and people who know all this stuff have known about all this stuff for ages. Yeah. So.
1: And the most famous per- person... The famous person in the world is always the youngest person in that film. Yeah. Because they're like, whoa, you're so young.
0: Yeah. And, and then, then they, they were might... all fighting and stuff. Oh, we won't spoil it because yeah. y- you might want to watch the film, was really good. Children and men. Um, so went to the urologist, and he, uh, you know, in the heath, right? Mm-hmm. The heath, yeah. Um, and yeah, lovely guy. Like, Becky freaked out a little bit when we went in. She he was like, because we, we both went in, and he, they let us into the little wait, like, they let us through, and then they said, Oh, do you. Come through, and Becky was like, uh. and I was like, Come on, it's fine. And the doctor was like, Yeah, it's fine. Both of you can come through. And Becky was like, Is it? Shall I? Shan't I? I don't know. Sh- Am I overstating? I just Am I not felt like I might
1: make everything uncomfortable because he was gonna, you know, look at you.
0: So you look at me all the time.
1: Yeah, I know, but that's a you and me. Alright. You
0: can pay notes or something. You'd be
1: like, <laughs> What do you think about this, yeah. doctor? <laughs> um no so that was a I bit thought, fumbly but that's just me to a t super um awkward and
0: i thought it would have been fine i thought you were gonna come in but you know after all that uh
1: it's not the first time i've abandoned you in an appointment yeah, is it it's
0: fine i mean do what you want to do it's fine but um i got these i got my i need a haircut put well
1: i bed. put them back the way it was like, like for those listening fuzz touch. really needs a little haircut A big haircut. But I always say that he looks like the neighbour from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. And he wears the hat like you've got on now. And Mm. when your hair's like that, you really look like him. Because if you could pull it up on the screen. I
0: don't remember. Um, Anyway, the urologist guy checked me out. He said um, Mm -hmm. he was like, he checked the tubes and... The size and is that just...
1: uncomfortable for anyone listening? Maybe there's men out there who are gonna have um an examination by a urologist. What do no, they do? And like, fine. does it hurt?
0: You're meant to check yourself anyway, mm. like guys, but it's just like I don't know. Balls are weird, they're like you know, depending on what temperature it is, as well. Yeah, like you can. That's why they reckon you know, if, if you have a bath. Like, it's good to just check yourself every month or two or something. You know, for, like, lumps and bumps and stuff that shouldn't be there or whatever. Yeah. But i got, like, you got the little tubes that come off them.
1: Can you, you feel can, them? Yeah.
0: It's kind of small and, like, and I've always had a bit of a weird feeling on my left. Mm. Like, it feels different to my right. And I always thought, oh, maybe I've, like, damaged it or something or mm. something's weird with it. And I, I told him about it and he was just checking them and... Um. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's normal, apparently. And then,
1: Which these... is great news. Yeah, I Yay. mean,
0: they weren't expecting anything to be weird. Anyway, it's just they did it because...
1: They're being thorough. I know. I yeah. kind of wish... It's good you that wish they are
0: thorough, but I, oh, I kind of wish we could just proceed with our treatment yeah. and have all these checks done afterwards. Because if it doesn't make a difference to the actual treatment plan, then, you know, what's the point?
1: Do you know the whole thing really just seems backwards to me? And not just us, but other accounts that we follow and podcasts that talk about fertility issues. It's very female centered. And as soon as we realized with the GP results that there was going to be an issue for us conceiving naturally, we were referred to gynecology, even though it was obvious to the GP Mm -hmm. that there was an issue on your side. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a strange pathway and maybe it's unusual across across the whole of the nhs and health uh, care in the uk like nowhere else would i have a problem with my heart for example if yeah, i had so- a test and then they send maybe me to just, a liver specialist maybe
0: it's just like ivf
1: yeah but it's maybe. bonkers isn't it because they i know they needed to do further investigations on me but all they did on me was a scan and then they repeated your semen analysis so mm. they didn't even look at me in gynecology they just talked about you and your issue and or maybe it's
0: just like a labeling thing maybe it's but just really like
1: they should have sent us to urology and you would have had these in investigations before we were referred to the fertility institute mm. and then we maybe wouldn't have waited so long but that's another thing that we've noticed that there's not many andrologists across the uk um so i think a lot of urologists deal with the andrology side of things.
0: Yeah. It's just, it is getting frustrating now because it's taking so long. Hmm. And then you, you know, but just from a common sense point of view, like what you just said, you're like, why doesn't that, like, sure. Why go around the house, Yeah, like that would, because maybe they could, because maybe they could find a blocked, a blocked duck a uh, blocked tube hmm. or a, uh, a sperm duct, problem or something that could be resolved unlikely but something that could be resolved and then we wouldn't need the IVF potentially maybe but in this case it hasn't worked out like that so you know uh, I think the next steps that he told us um, the next steps for us are to um, have a scan have a scan an ultrasound for me Repeating,
1: you called it an ultra scan on the day (laughs) I'm going for an ultra scan next (laughs) I don't know. It's just not what it's called.
0: Um, yeah, so I'm going for an ultras- sound. Sound. ultrasound. Ultrasound,
1: yeah. which you've had once before, not during this round of uh, investigations yeah, or treatment,
0: because of that weird tube problem. And I was mm. just like, I was just like, oh, it just feels weird. I want to get it checked yeah. out. And they were like, it's so fine. that
1: that's to look forward to next week. And and they also, while we were there, booked us in for a follow up appointment to follow the scan. So they're being really, ooh, they're being really organised and. um yeah, they're ready. I think next week you're going to have the scan and then the week after you're having a follow up to discuss what they see or don't see on the scan. Mm-hmm. And then I think our our consultant at the Fertility Institute said we're basically waiting for a nurse appointment from... I think the...
0: we're waiting for the DNA test to come back, which might be there by the time I go to that next appointment. Oh. And then... And this could... DNA test, they won't do anything else yeah. until like the DNA test is done. But once that DNA test is done mm. and as long as the ultrasound is okay. Yeah. Then they'll refer us for to a nurse. Mm. Is that right?
1: Yeah, a nurse at the other clinic. The Neath Patalabeth one. You yeah. gotta
0: say potalbut fast like they do with Potalbut.
1: Um yeah. And so, well, the only other thing with regards to facility, is obviously everyone knows now uh, lots of my friends and work friends and our families they know that the treatment the appointments have finally started so and we are really open about it but they ask now you know how's it going and what's happening and I think we get frustrated with the fact that we haven't we kept on putting in our head times of when we might start like oh we'll start in February oh we'll start in March now it's the end of March and we still haven't started. And we still don't know an idea of when we'll start. But the ball is rolling and we are on the path to hopefully starting soon.
0: Yeah, so that's our that's our appointment news mm-hmm. and then like other, you know, general life stuff. I haven't really been I've seen it a bit rubbishy. I haven't been exercising enough
1: we've both been a bit lazy and i've just been eating everything i haven't restricted myself at all yeah. i've just had a really bad diet and there's been quite a lot i mean i read the big fat negative podcast uh subscription what's it called newsletter it's called mm. the waiting room and this week it was written by gabby and she was talking about um preparing your body or not for ivf and whether it matters and she basically reached out to her followers and said, you know, did what was your experience? Did you get super healthy? Um and lots of people said no, they didn't bother. They just carried on life as normal and they were still really successful. Mm. And um that's a good thing because I haven't done a thing. I said in January, oh I'm gonna stop drinking because now we're having appointments and I haven't <laughs> stopped drinking. Like you gotta, and i haven't carried on exercising i need to do it
0: i've just been yeah bad i've started doing diy and like getting this podcast studio ready and it's like taking forever I, we got the doors then i don't know if you if you're watching youtube um mm. we've got the doors on the um it was all messy it's a kallax a, a ikea Callax, like a four by four where you put all your bits and bobs in there <laughs> and me. um yeah, we've got the we got doors on there painted and hinged and Voila. stuff. So it just makes it a little bit um, makes it a little bit nicer to like film, you know, like as Becky's split screen is clean and white now, rather than like all the messy clutter, clutter <laughs> and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. Like I'm, I've obviously everyone's mental health and general well being has been up and down throughout the pandemic and lockdowns and stuff like that because we are. If you listen in the future, this is like we're still in a lockdown mm-hmm. um what you know like what are the, the basically we're not allowed to we're allowed to meet one other person for a walk and stuff outside, mm. yeah, and then pretty much like
1: all the ascent, like non essential shops are closed yep. you can't buy non essential things in supermarkets at the moment, yeah um,
0: I think I think that's a sensible thing to do, mm. but It's it's just
1: just everyone's frustrated now, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and it's just like I've let I have let my uh, routines kind of slip a bit.
1: But you are being Captain Early Bird.
0: Captain Early Bird.
1: So that's good. I am being
0: Captain Early Bird. I am famously nocturnal, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm just. We talked
1: about that last episode about you being the family vampire.
0: Um. I don't know what that noise was.
1: I don't know. It was me I think... turning
0: into dust. I think but...
1: <laughs> it's um, probably because we were watching that. What we do in the shadows.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, been you know trying to wake up early and it's going well. And like, like uh, I'm listening to all the tips and advice from the Hub. I keep saying it like you should go and listen to it if you haven't already. The it's a podcast by a uh, a guy called uh, Andrew Huberman. Uh, he's a PhD neuroscientist and opt- optometrist. Ish. so it's like brains and eyes stuff mm. and he teaches at stanford and basically it's like a free semester of um hmm. it's like uh neurology 101 like and he said it's like basically he's made the podcast to uh educate his students
1: free. as well hmm? support his students probably
0: no it's just to sort of uh give out free education and he's you know the cost of it running it is then by his sponsors and stuff but Tips like two of the biggest factors in uh, determining your circadian rhythms, like your wake your sleep wake cycles, mm. two of the biggest drivers for it, um, uh, temperature and food. So I've been waking up like generally I don't eat anything all day, exercise do all my stuff, then have a massive meal in the night. Um, so what I'm doing now is waking up and just making myself eat as much as I can all through mm. the day. And then, you know, I, the last food I'll have maybe will be about seven. And it won't even be a big meal. it would be like a small meal because I've literally had like huge breakfast and stuff for a day. And then I, I've, I've been sleeping better and it's been working. So I've been sleeping better, drinking less, being like, you know, less naughty with mm-hmm. bad food. Um,
1: Apart from yogurts. Mm.
0: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, so we're not
1: just, yeah, we're just a bit yeah, meh.
0: Like, it's not good really. But I'm just trying to think now. Have we got any whispers for people?
1: Oh, uh, one whisper. We had a really nice little review from one of my old friends on Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, my old friend Jess from school. Uh, Jess Carty? No, not that one. Another. She's one. She's
0: been on the podcast.
1: No, Sarah's been on the podcast. Right.
0: Sorry. <laughs> you always muddle get, them up. Those sisters. Sick, I'm allowed to. Um,
1: Are they twins. No.
0: Okay. If they were that you're allowed to make you know you're allowed to get the names wrong with twins. <laughs> no, That's you're not. Law. It's true. Twins will all agree.
1: Hmm. I don't think so. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Jess messaged us on Instagram and said that she'd been listening to the podcast and she's an obstetrician herself. So um,
0: she like sketches obstacles.
1: <laughs> that means that she looks at after and helps deliver babies, as far as I know. Okay. Um. And she said she's been listening and she found the podcast really interesting and quite informative and emotional. So that was good. I was Mm. really pleased with that.
0: For our emo fans out there. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, so that's lovely of Jess. Especially because she's got that medical... I know she's got that... um, Medical
0: background. Background.
1: (laughs) She's got that history with me anyway. So, you know, she's reached out for that reason. But it was just nice because, you know, she's an actual medical being person being on not, the NHS i not a
0: bot sending messages
1: yeah in she's Instagram. a real real deal thanks Jess it made oh. me smile um, and because I think I've had a bit of imposter syndrome with this lately I think we started off okay I mean, and then I'm I felt so, like an imposter then I was okay I'm, and now I'm a bit like Ooh. I'm
0: kind of just so fed up with everything I'm just I don't care <laughs> like, I don't care. I really don't care at the moment I'm just like you know you like,
1: punk ass bleep I ain't messing with you
0: <laughs> Becky's mouth is broken you need ah. to like no, it's annoying because I don't, I don't feel that motivated at the moment to do anything because every time I try and do something, you know, like work or mm. whatever, it's like one step forward, two steps back. So I'm just like ticking over Fled and on. letting myself just like <clears throat> simmer, just simmer. Simmer down. Because we don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. like with anything, do we? And... I mean, like, you know, pandemic-wise and opening up and people being able to do stuff, like...
1: This roadmap is suggestive, but it's not set in stone. I know,
0: and I think it's a good idea for us all to, like, take down board and not, mm. not go, ah, oh, we can go on holiday on this, like, as if we're going to go on holiday yeah. anyway. But, like, not us anyway, but other people are going to go, ah, oh, they said that this is the earliest day we can go on holiday. Let's book plane tickets to yeah. Florida and then get pissed off when it doesn't happen. You're like... Mm. Honestly like what is wrong with you just wait.
1: Don't be so silly.
0: I know like and no but then imagine if they go on holiday remember people went on holiday before mm-hmm. or they traveled and then they come back and they said um like if you if you if you land back here you've got a quarantine for two weeks mm. how many employers are going to be like oh yeah I'll, they might
1: they you, won't pay them basically. Yeah
0: but they're going to be annoyed that like members of staff are like just like yeah two weeks off because yeah. managing people's schedules in um you know from a management point of view like managing people's schedules Mm. to allow fam you know because these parents are like one time off in the summer Mm. like your mum does all this then she she like juggles or like like she'll know yeah but yeah just so imagine all that and then on top of that just like oh yeah by the way not coming in for two weeks yeah and everyone else is off
1: i've been looking forward to the summer um and thinking about Weddings that you'll be doing, and when you'll have time off for us to maybe this is it.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe go camping. Maybe those weddings. I mean, I hope they go ahead. Yeah, but I'm we don't just know. preparing. I'm preparing for the stress, and like it's gonna be super stressful, like rescheduling things mm. and so on. But I mean, you've I've, done it
1: before so. twice
0: for some people. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's gonna be okay. Touch wood. I don't want to like jinx it, but mm. like I got a good feeling about it. But all we can do is just hang out and just like see what's gonna happen and stuff. Yeah. No whispers this week.
1: No whispers.
0: You spoke to Sheila lately?
1: Yeah, every day. Uh, Any
0: Sheila whispers?
1: No whispers.
0: She's is she Dim impressed whispers. with my DIY skills?
1: Yeah, I think they're all impressed with as well the DIY as being whiskers.
0: famous. As well as being a, famous for being nocturnal. I'm also famous for being absolutely horrendous at DIY stuff.
1: Like, no, not horrendous. Not good. Well, you just didn't do much. Like, I put much. a shelf up,
0: people are like, you know.
1: You just didn't do that much, that's all. And that's okay. Mm. Everyone has their skills. I have a very I like special doing the set podcast because when, when,
0: <laughs> when we do the podcast, you just turn into this ultra nice person. Like,
1: oh. It's true, though. <laughs> you don't.
0: If I said before, maybe we both do. But if I said before, oh, I'm famous for, like, not being very good at DIY, you'd be like, yeah, you're terrible. Oh, you're the worst. You're... And you'll, like, fill your boots on it. Mm-hmm. We'll have a proper, like, rolfabari for about ten <laughs> minutes. You'll just be like, ah. Oh, uh... Yeah. Gardening. Yeah. M- working on the garden.
1: Yeah. I suppose the only funny whispers I've had lately, there's some school-related ones where some kids have, Ooh. like, been... You know,
0: uh, I think I know kids will saying. be
1: kids and they might say mean things to each other, but now they're at, like seven and eight, they're starting to learn swear words. Oh, <laughs> and they say to you, Miss, he just said the C word, and we're like, Oh, oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I'm like, What does it mean? What does that word mean? Do you think? And I, they were like, I don't know, and I was like, Well, is it another word for poo? <laughs> and they were like, Oh, I don't know, I was like does it end in a p <laughs> please <laughs> let it end in a p and he was like yeah and i was like Whew. <laughs> i think the kids thought i thought that the word was okay when i was like oh it's not the c yeah. word that ends in it's t
0: <laughs> i got loads of australian um, mates and they all like in the adult c word we're talking about mm, they throw that around like it's nobody's business
1: i think quite a lot of people do yeah. drop the c bomb never wrong with yeah. In the
0: right in the right circles. Depends gonna, in the context. It's not, you're not isn't gonna it? open up like you're not gonna walk in for your urology appointment and start mm. dropping. What did Ali tell you the other day about uh Gracie?
1: Yeah, Our... Gracie has been a bit poorly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, why am I saying sorry? Yeah. Gracie, I'm sorry about that. I hope you get better soon.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but she had a really high temperature, a fever, if you will. And um If, if you will. If you will. And uh, Ali went to look after her in the night and Gracie was looking at the floor and she said the floor was covered in sharks and crocodiles and she turned to my sister and said mommy why are you a mermaid (laughs) so bless us I think she had a temperature of like 39.7 or something and they say I think with kids if their temperature gets to 40 then they need to be seen by a professional Mm. um but luckily the temperature so came down either
0: she was like just you know halluc- hallucinating from the temperature or just tripping like she's <laughs> just gone out and found some like
1: she has a pretty cool dude doesn't she how oh, gracie yeah. she's crazy um but the similar thing happened to my sister when she she's... was younger i mentioned that before she, she had, had scarlet fever yeah. and um my mom went in to look after her and She thought my mum was a dragon, (laughs) and she wouldn't let my mum come near her. And she was really like, "Oh my god, get away!" So
0: hilarious because your mum's the least dragon-looking. Like, not that anyone looks remotely like a dragon. But if if your Sheila was going to be something, she'd be like a little squirrel or like, (laughs) you know, know, (laughs) like a cute thing, like a little (laughs) cute thing, not like a scary thing. Yeah. So my dad had
1: to look after her.
0: Your dad could be a dragon.
1: Did he? Yeah. Because he's so tall. Tell,
0: tell the listeners that story that you told me about your dad um, when you <laughs> had like a boyfriend over us, me.
1: I mean. Uh, yeah, when we were in the front room, he used to walk <laughs> past the door that was like left open, you know, conveniently left open, just to be like, oh, we're not doing anything. He walked past the door growling.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. he's funny,
1: isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that would be so scary if you had a child and they had a temperature. Yeah. uh... And they were seeing things, not just if they had a temperature, but they were absolutely hallucinating. They were like the sharks on the floor. And you're like, no, there aren't. I think
0: temperatures, though, like people might freak out. Like, I was reading about people taking loads of ibuprofen and paracetamol for um, temperature stuff with uh, uh, coronavirus things. Mm -hmm. And it was um, Dr... Doctor John Campbell, he um he's do he does like daily updates, very matter of fact, very like uh, easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like every now and again, I'll listen to his videos. And he was saying that people like this. There's, there's some science showing that like um you shouldn't take. I mean, no one listened to me. I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying what like something that I watched the other day. And they were saying that um there's there, there's some science about uh, ibuprofen and paracetamol um because when you when you get it it lowers your temperature mm. when you've got a fever and stuff but you, when your body's got a fever it's fighting off the disease mm. so when you kind of lower it it kind of messes it up and they can't like someone theorized that like the long covid stuff is from people taking loads of um mm. these things uh which was interesting to anyway, me you know watch it for yourself if you want to go and check that like that guy's really informative and interesting and gives good um, daily updates on coronavirus stuff so that's uh john campbell dr john campbell
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah i and so and i took loads of ibuprofen when i was younger for like problems you know like knee problems wherever but um ibuprofen or tylenol if you're in america i think is the same thing um, is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory you take them like every day all the time and it wrecks the lining of your stomach. Mm-hmm. So I had loads of issues from that. So basically, try and go without, Yeah. is, is what I would do. But Don't yeah. use them prolonged. Yeah, paracetamol. Just, if you've got a fever, you pro- your body's working, it's doing its job, it's trying to. Mm. But uh, yeah, kids are different. Yeah. Speak to a doctor, obviously, but always, I try not to take paracetamol when I have a proven at all now. Mm.
1: Mm. Strong boy. Anyway, yeah.
0: right, we'll. I think i will wrap it up there. So make sure you uh, check in for next week's episode, where we will have some news on my ultrasound. Oh, I was trying to say the wrong one on purpose <laughs> to make it funny. Ultrasound. Ultrasound. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week, hopefully, I'll have seen the ultrasound people, mm-hmm. um, and we'll have maybe a bit more news. Mm-hmm. hopefully I'll be back if you be on the case with some more whispers um, and that's about it really yeah
1: see you next week thanks for listening